and welcome to AA Opera Podcast, episode 31. I am super excited about this episode. I really enjoyed this interview. But first of all, Avi, how's your week been? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, my week's been sucked Be away. No, it was sucked away by a visa application, which, fingers crossed, happens, and I get it, and I stay in the UK, and AA Opera Pod continues to li- live and thrive in the mm. in the UK. Um, yeah. I've got all my fingers and toes crossed. I know, me too. I proposed to you this week. I asked you to be my podcast wife, even though you've already been <laughs> my podcast wife. I... <laughs> I think we've just not been putting labels on things, really, for the last almost a year. So, uh, yeah, we're officially uh, podcast married, I think. Yeah, it's we're planning pretty much the wedding. like a marriage. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the wedding will be when COVID is over. When COVID's um, over, <laughs> we'll celebrate. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm actually really looking forward to our podcast wedding. What uh, are we going to do? What are we going to do? That's a good question. I think the, the I think first we, thing we're going to do together, what are we going to do? I think have champagne. Have champagne. Okay. Can do yeah. that. I have pause in my head because that's a bit of a, Ooh, a, 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 yes. a classic. We do pause. We, um, Ashley and I really love the um, hot chocolate at Paul's oh, because it's yeah. like the thickest thing on the earth. Yeah. Uh, Oh, so and good. their little uh, puff pastry things as well, like the leek and the salmon oh. things. Oh, oh, so oh. we could do a we could do a podcast <laughs> about Pauls, couldn't we? We could just sit at Pauls <laughs> and just eat and be like, oh, this is so good. This is so good. It's you so know what good. it is. You know what we should do. We should go to Pauls, have that, but also then go to the whiskey bar at yes. Greek Street. The one that I've been yeah. wanting to go with you for I've a really long time. Because I've still not been there. Yeah, and me and Lewis, I oh, big whiskey lovers, so I'm very yeah. intrigued about this place. Oh, I think we need. On, I think that's on. that's what we need to do. We need to go to the Pauls right next door, and then walk whiskey over, time. and then whiskey Whis- time. So we start at like five, so it doesn't look bad. No, <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. Five o'clock somewhere. What about you? How's your week been? Um, yeah, it's, it's been okay. Um, I've just been, uh, I've been pretty tired. I've been very exhausted. I've not been sleeping that well. Um, but I have been taking more walks and things and it's nice that, uh, yeah, the work side of things for, for Academy Masters stuff is starting to, to cool down. Just learning music, uh, from a recital. We'll, we'll get onto that in the challenge section later on. In the challenge section. But it's also, it's really funny because, um, it's kind of like we had all of this energy put towards this period and mm-hmm. then now it's like, don't lose motivation, but how do you keep going? It's a weird time. Cause, and I know we, this is a perfect podcast for it because Kathleen talks a lot about, um, you know, well, you guys will see. But it was very helpful to have her... I mean, I'm a huge fan of hers now. I think she's... Oh, ditto, yeah. But this is actually a really great podcast to help transition through that period. And I think it's really good that you mentioned that. Yeah, you know? well, we were, we were saying a bit earlier on, it's quite hard to accept that we've... Like, have we finished our studies? Have we not? Like, technically we have. Like, we've got one more like a hurdle of the recital to get over which we can't do until covid's over but really 
like we've we've pretty much finished up and it's just quite hard to accept that but as you say like you need we all need to be preparing for that transition from like student to real world and that's what this podcast is is hopefully going to help you guys with so shall we dive in hello kathleen and welcome to um our virtual podcast recording um having me can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do yeah of course so I started off as a freelance cellist. I'm from Scotland originally, as you can probably tell. <laughs> and, uh, I studied at the RSAMD, um, which is now called RCS, Royal Conservatory of Scotland. And I did my undergraduate there on modern cello. And then after that, I came down to London to do my master's at the Royal Academy of Music because I knew that I wanted to study Baroque cello. I want to study period instrument performance, and that's one. It's still one of the best places to do that. And uh, there was a particular teacher that I wanted to go to, Jennifer Ward Clark, who is sadly no longer with us, but she was wonderful, and was very lucky to have her input and guidance. And then after that, I I knew that I wanted to to freelance as a period instrument performer. And so I did that for about 10 years. I did lots of chamber music as well. I've always had projects on the side that I like to do. And um, I always need to have goals. So um, I, I suppose that's that's one of the ways that um, having businesses has, has come into to my life because I need to have projects. <laughs> so I, I did that for quite a while. And then in 2014, I had my daughter. I've got two children now, but... When I had my daughter, I, I suddenly started reassessing, and I think that happens to a lot of people when they have big life changes. And I decided that I wanted to be at home more for her. I didn't want to be touring. Also, my husband's a freelance musician, and he he is away a, a fair amount. And so I thought, well, one of us needs to be at home, and I don't want to miss out on the time with my kids. So. I was thinking, well, what, what can I do? And this, uh, the idea for Music in Vision, which was my original business, that came up because I was doing a bit of background work as a cellist on, uh, it was actually a, a commercial for Burberry. And they were, the, the friends that had got me in for it, she was then going on maternity leave. So I ended up um, helping, helping out with a lot of the organisation. And I realised that the production company really were not too sure of what they were doing. They were getting people in that they didn't really know. They were sort of friends of friends. There were lots of questions that they were asking, um, like they were needing photos of instruments, photos of the the musicians. Uh, there were things that I thought, well, this should all be automated. There are other extras agencies out there that are doing this for background artists. And why is there nobody doing this in a dedicated way for musicians? Because there is the work out there. So that was just a seed of an idea. And once I started researching it, I thought, well, this is a bit of a niche. I'm going to keep going with this. And I think once you're on that track and you just keep going with it, you you build in something bigger and bigger. And and eventually, because I knew I was on the right path with it, eventually was taking up more and more of my time. And um, that's really what I do full time at the moment. 
and so that's that's been really fantastic for me. I've I've uh, I've got so much out of it. I've worked with so many different genres of musicians. I've been able to give work to colleagues. I've learned so much about the production world and going into different environments, working on sets, and I feel like I'm actually being stretched in my career now, whereas before I was at a point where I'd done a lot of the freelancing work that I'd wanted to do, and I was starting to think, well, what's this going to be like in 10 years, 20 years? Do I want to do the same things? And Mm -hmm. uh, I know for some people that's absolutely fine and they want to stick to what they know and um, but but I was really feeling um starting to feel a bit frustrated by that so yeah. So, so that's yeah. how that all came about. <laughs> that's so it's so exciting what you do with Music and Vision and I can't wait to hear uh, more about it. But before we dive into that, can I just take you back a second to um when you had just graduated from your masters? Um, I know a lot of us, a lot of our listeners are in that position now. Um, Did you have a plan at all? Can you give any sort of advice for um, people that are just about to graduate and and break into the freelance world? Yeah, sure. Well, I suppose when I first graduated, I I had a plan that I wanted to, obviously, you know, everyone, when they they graduate, they, they think, well, I want to do performing work. I think the majority of people do. Of course, there are people that want to get into arts administration or um, other aspects of the, the, the music industry, but I, I really wanted to work as a performer and I, I still love playing and um, I've got some amazing colleagues uh, that I still work with, that I studied with. And so my plan really was to try and generate as much work for myself as possible. And one of the ways I started doing that was with, um, I, I, I knew that I needed to, uh, when, when the playing work was up and down, I, I knew that I still wanted to be playing as much as possible. And for me, when I first graduated, and I'm sure it's the same for a lot of people, you feel as if you're, you're still learning so much. And, uh, you know, I think I got to, a point about two years ago where I thought now I'm ready to start going <laughs> and having all these lessons yeah. <laughs> that I had at, at, um, at the academy and you know I was thinking I could get so much out of this now knowing the things that I know now about my playing and um, having made that progress but uh yeah, so in order to keep learning, I, I, I wanted to keep doing a lot of chamber music. I had a chamber music group that I worked with at the academy and I uh, we wanted to keep going and we were entering competitions. Um, I was doing a lot of the sort of admin and management for that and making plans. And that, that was something that really kept me going for the first few years because yeah. um, it was just such a passion project. And it meant that when the playing work was kind of up and down, it meant that I still had something that I was kind of uh, still playing for, you know, that, mm. that was cool. And I think it's yeah. just so important. It's one of the things I talk about in the musician method, which we'll come on to soon, I'm sure, um, that that we all do set goals and not sort of flounder once you initially leave um, that environment. When you leave that bubble at first, you think, oh, well, 
what am I going to do now? Yeah. <laughs> yes. If you, if you do have goals that you've set, whether it's six months or a year, um, and that doesn't have to be, you know, do more further study. It, it could be all sorts of things. But yeah, I think that's really essential. That's great advice. Thank you. <laughs> it's interesting also to be at that point where you're going out into the world and you're open to discover new things. Like to even if you, like even if you're set on something, don't uh, kind of like a horse. You know what? What are, what are those called? Thinkers. Thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you did stuff that wasn't quote-unquote classical stuff too because you also were part of medieval babes do you like can you tell our listeners this, about that? this name the name can we just <laughs> brilliant excellent well done <laughs> yeah the medieval babes are amazing i mean they have been going and you wouldn't know it to look at their their artistic director she's sort of ageless um she's a wonderful woman called Catherine blake and they've been going for over 20 years, since 1997. And they've obviously the lineups changed uh, quite a bit over the years and um, new members come in and go on to different things and then old members come back. And it's, it's all a big sort of melting pot of all these different wonderful women that come and dip in and out. And um, it's, for me, the the best thing about that group really was that it was taking me away from the, the sort of working practices that you are always immersed in in classical music. So I was playing viola da gamba and singing this. I'd never done any singing in my life. I mean, apart from oral tests or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. But I knew that I could sing in tune. I knew that I could blend. You know, I've got a lot of chamber music experience. That that side was all fine. It was really freeing to do that. Um, I had to get used to singing and playing at the same time. I was playing viola da gamba in that group, which I had learned, I'd started to learn when I was at the academy, but I hadn't really done a huge amount of gamba playing since I'd left. So mm. it enabled me to really look at that, learning that instrument in a totally different way to, to learning uh, previous instruments that, that, that I'd um, studied because I was able to do it in a really a way that was um, much more based on kind of oral learning and listening and uh, just improvising and going with what other people were doing. It's, it's much more sort of folky concept <laughs> of, of learning and I found that really, really valuable. Uh, so that was, for, for a while, that was really my, my fun thing to do yeah then unfortunately other things have kind of taken over because I'm, I'm just so busy but um yeah they're a fantastic group really. yeah that's great I, and I think you know you said you know you, it was something new for you to try um after you graduated and stuff and that's sort of the mindset that I think we have to have when we're going out into the world is to just be out of your comfort zone and go and just do something new that brings us on to hearing more, I think, about the musician's method. Can you tell us more about about what it offers us musicians? Yes, absolutely. So I see the musician's method as an online community that I've set up to help professional musicians to define their career goals. And in turn, they'll be able to generate more income and, and really see the benefits of creating those goals. And I want performers to be able to learn how to position themselves as business owners because I've just seen so much value in 
setting up my own business and then looking back and thinking, well, what if I'd used lots of the things that I've done to set up and maintain my own business when I was a, a freelancer? At the start of my freelance career, there's so many things that are applicable to that. And I, I don't know what it's like really in conservatoires or other um, music colleges or higher education at the moment, but I really felt like there was a big gap between leaving that bubble and the, the industry and oh, yeah. really knowing Okay, here are all the things that you, the multitude of different things that you have to do as a freelancer. And of course, we had a few workshops on, okay, here's how to do your tax. And, uh, you know, you're going to be busy. And, but, but it's, we it, had the it, same exact ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, it's not enough, really, because nowadays we have to promote ourselves. We've got to be all over social media. We've got to be able to be creating content all the time we've got to have a really clear message across all of these different areas of our lives whether it's um on our websites in person and that's that's one of the things that i that i go into in the the first course in the musician method which is called from vision to venture and basically what what i'm doing in that course is helping you to visualise, first of all, your, your career goals, um, whether it's simply landing more gigs or perhaps even thinking about setting up another revenue stream, because that's another thing that higher education um, institutions don't like to talk about, the fact that you're probably not going to be able to make all of your money from performing, whether it's yeah. playing. Or, you know, so many people come out and do teaching, and of course I did that for a number of years, but it wasn't my my passion and for some of my colleagues it is and they're, they're wonderful and they've really done the training and um they're, they're just excellent teachers but i was just getting very frustrated by by that and um wanted to have a, another source of income so in in that course i show you how to do some personal and career insight in order to find out if, if there is anything else that you'd really like to do or whether you just want to be creating um, more, more work for yourself, as I said, and you'll set goals. And then one of the most important things is I've got a whole chapter on branding. And I think it's actually a really important thing that I learned from starting a business that is actually applicable to any freelance career. Um, actually setting up and making sure that you've got the same messaging across all platforms. You've actually done the research into what your message is and then you're able to stay consistent. And at a time where employers are looking at, you know, if, if you're going into the opera world, of course, um, when you go for an audition or if, if you're going for a, a bigger role, they're probably going to look at your social media profile as well and see yeah. what's out there. If you're not being taught that in, in university or conservatory, how, how are you necessarily going to know that that's important? You're, you're trying desperately to do all the things that you've been taught and actually it's not enough, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, part of the reason that we started this podcast was exactly that, was the fact that we didn't have enough of the tools, that we didn't feel like we were going with the best toolkit into the world to discover Yes, the academy gives you a lot. It is 
one of the best places in the world to study music and to get a career in music. No question about that. But I think the changing world that that we as musicians are in, especially now with what everything's happening in the music industry because of COVID, if you don't think flexibly, how are you supposed to be able to confidently go out into the world? And I think, and that's why we started this podcast originally. But we also don't have the tools. We're still asking the questions. That's why it's great to have people like you around who've been in the business. Yeah. And yeah. and are able to talk to us about that. I I now feel really lucky that because we have started this podcast and we've been uh, reaching out to resources. I feel like I'm starting to have an idea of how to brand, how to do social media and stuff. But the the bottom line is, is that that's just not taught yet at Conservatoire. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to knock the Academy because I Mm. had a fantastic Mm. time there. Like I said, I've got some amazing colleagues that I still work with. And uh, I think it's just, it's it's obviously very difficult for them to fit that into their programmes. Well, you know, a master's in performance is is going to teach you how to perform you know which is excellent and as as you say avi it's one of the best places to learn to do that this whole business side of things right now that's something that we've just got to accept as musicians we have to do that externally mm-hmm. exactly and a lot of it is through through just that learn learning by doing and um you know nowadays there is so much online that, that you can learn and you know, just looking at what maybe old, older colleagues are doing, how they're doing it, just do, doing your research. And I think, as you were saying before, it's really important to just put yourself out there and be trying new things. And as long as you're being proactive, you're, you're going to learn. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and of course, there are uh, there are courses out there, not, not just the musician method, you know, there's, there are um, lots of other things out there that you can have a look yeah. at. Yeah. Lots of resources. In addition to Musician's Method, though, you also have, as you were saying at the beginning, Music and Vision, which is a resource for casting musicians in film and TV and commercials as well. Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us more about how you came up with this idea? And because we touched on it a little bit, but if you can tell us more about how you got into it and how people can get involved. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. So, um, as, as I said before, I, I was looking for another avenue for my professional activities and uh, something that I've always been interested in um, is, is film. Just w- when I started exploring that avenue, I, I, as I was saying, I realised that there was a niche there. there. There were people providing on-camera musicians, but there wasn't a dedicated online platform or agency specifically for musicians doing on-camera appearances. And the thing is, with musicians, um, it, it's not like with just traditional extras. Of course, there are sometimes special circumstances, um, additional things that they're asked to do in a film or TV production. But with musicians, there's generally a lot of consultancy, additional consultancy that comes along with providing musicians for the production. Because the production team, um, I realise, they, they don't necessarily always work hand in hand with each other it can all be quite separate they're, they're all a lot of the time they're sort of working in these little silos so um for example there 
the music supervision team may not be coming on board until later, so they're not actually the people that are dealing with booking musicians. It's <laughs> my my contact is most often with the second assistant director, and they book in all the the background artists. So they don't necessarily have the knowledge about musicians that that um, that is required to actually get the musicians on board. Sometimes they're just told, right, we need some musicians in the background of this scene. And, you know, if it's a period drama or whatever, they're left thinking, well, wait a minute, who am I going to ask? Because do I ask the composer? Do they have time to deal with that? Who Mm. who am I going to go to? And it happens again and again. And that's why you get the cases where there will be the extras agencies will often say, because they're really pressed for time, of course they want to be able to say, well, we provide this service as well. We'll get actors and um, background artists that will say, yeah, I can do that, I can play the violin. And that's why you get those cases where you see a film or whatever and they can't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it just <looks> <laughs> Yeah, and we all know each other. The thing is, even non-musicians all know when that that's um, not realistic. And um, I, I just really thought, well, look, if the, these these productions are spending so much money on getting everything right down to the tiniest little detail, and then they they get someone in that like has never picked up a violin before or something. So, um, so I that's what I, I do a lot of consultancy in addition to just booking the musicians mm. uh, and I, I love that part of the, the job because you're really putting into use the, the, the knowledge of historical instruments at times uh, mm. the, shout yeah. out to Downton <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a quick plug there's an amazing um, period sort of comedy drama it's coming out next Friday, May the 15th, and that's called Great. That stars Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt. I cannot um, wait to see this. I think it looks amazing. It's going to be brilliant. I've not seen this. Where, where can I see this? On Netflix? It's going to be on Hulu. So you, if, if you don't have a now, I think you need to get a Now TV subscription. Oh, Now TV, yeah. To, to watch that, but... Yeah, it's going to be really fantastic. We filmed all of that. It only the filming only stopped in February, actually. Oh, um, that's a quick turnaround. Yeah, it was a really quick turnaround. I was actually surprised um, at how quickly that was coming out. So, yeah, the, it's it's going to be really great. It's the the producer, one of the producers and writers, is Tony McNamara, who is he was the writer of the favourite. Um, which, which did so well um, mm, yeah. years ago so it's, it's in a similar vein and yeah it's just really funny there's loads of on camera spots for musicians, we had to put together uh, choirs we had to put together bands of musicians with unusual instruments like balalaika, lots of period instruments stuff and do actor coaching and um, yeah it, it was really really fun it's super exciting as well. <laughs> it's just really cool. Yeah, it's, it's, I, mean, I, I just love being on a, a film set. I mean, it's, it's really fun. And yeah. It's amazing to see how it's all put together, the way that people work together as a team. And it's all freelancers. And sometimes you work together, sometimes you haven't. Um, it's, it's very similar to the way an orchestra works. Um, 
and yeah people just come together and do their job it's it's brilliant yeah so is there a is there a way that um uh freelance musicians can can contact you and be considered for this sort of work yeah absolutely so i've made the process really easy i've got a page on the music and vision website which has uh, the, uh, the page is called get in touch and you'll see at the top bar in the navigation and if you click on that there's a, a button for musicians and it'll ask you have you registered already have you not registered all you have to do is go on and register put up a couple of photos we want to see what you look like now we don't want to see publicity photos we want selfies from the day or for, from the last three weeks uh, people often forget that if it's for a role, we're often looking for a very specific look. And it's not all just for beautiful people or something, it's for everybody. I, You get asked to provide all sorts of different types of looks. And so we need to see, you know, have you got a beard? Have you got long hair? Have you just had your hair cut since your last photo? We need to see what you look like on, on the day, basically. And uh, yes, I mean, a lot of people would sign up, I know, or the friends of friends or whatever. Um, if I don't know you, I'll research you. And to be honest, for most people, um, it's, it's absolutely fine. And uh, But we, we do go through every application and um, then we click approve or, or not. And, and that's it really. But um, yeah, I, I would say just, just apply because, uh, and the other thing to do is put down any instruments as well that you might feel comfortable miming because we do have a box on the database that says, you know, okay, here are the instruments you play. What is the standard that you play them to? Because it might be if you've got the perfect look and we're not going to see your hands very much, if you've got basic knowledge, that's going to be fine. And I'm going to be really happy because I can provide the exact look that, that they want. So, um, yeah, so that's, how, that's how to get involved. That's amazing. And with Musicians Method, you have a course starting very soon. Does that, anyone can join at any time or are you doing like weekly sessions? How is that working? So what I wanted to do was to make the Musician Method, all, all of the courses, as accessible as possible. Particularly at the moment, you know, I'm, I'm at home with two kids. I need to dip in and out of things as and when I can. What I've done is, I, it's not a membership site, it's not a subscription site. I You get access to all the content as soon as you purchase a course. So I've got two courses coming out on Monday. They are, they're linked, so you can either buy them as a bundle or you can try them out one by one. Um, I do offer, I do an offer on the bundle, it's cheaper to buy them both at the same time. Um, or you can buy, uh, I do have a, also a mini course it's taken from one of the chapters of the first course and that's at a very low price point it's only 9.99 and that's called music career insight wow. and if you want to try that out um, you, you can always do that to see whether you like the learning style and what what the content has to offer and all of that kind of thing so the two courses that are coming out on monday are from vision to venture and I discussed that a little bit earlier on um, about uh, music and personal insight and your setting, branding. Um, the next course is called Switch Up Your Strategy. And the reason I created that course was because I felt it was really important 
it, you know, it's all very well to set goals, um, but actually what we need to do is have a strategy to actually follow through on those. And mm -hmm. all of these courses, mm -hmm. I'm trying to open them out to as many people as possible within um, the, the sort of pool of freelance music professionals, because I really believe that the strategy aspect of what I learned from setting up and running a business has been so valuable. So if you're either planning a project for your freelance career, say you're launching an album, or even if you're doing, you're deciding to do a series of live streams, or it could be, you could use the strategy course um, for planning a production, planning a concert series, or any, any sort of music related project. Or you can use it if you're thinking about setting up an additional business and you don't have any business experience. I obviously didn't have this when I started and I learned so much that I want to actually pass that on to people. So we go through the strategies of how to set up a business, how to set up a project and plan it all. And then we go through the processes that you need to put in place in order to actually achieve those aims. So I'm telling you how to do all of it step by step. And both of the courses include video content, there are presentations, there are also a lot of screen shares as well, um, because I really like to use one particular platform for all of my strategizing and planning. And I think it could be really valuable for, for everyone, actually. So Yeah, I, I agree. It sounds it. So thank you for... Uh creating these fab fabulous resources uh, where can people find you specifically are you on instagram and, and yeah, things absolutely. like that so i'm on all of the the main platforms so on instagram you can find the musician method really easy it's just at the musician method and it's the same handle on facebook i've also got um i've got my personal instagram page as well but I do have a, an Instagram page for Music and Vision as well and that's just at Music and Vision so if you have any queries about the courses the easiest thing to do is to go to either one of those uh, social media pages and follow through from there because actually what I've done with the musician method is I've kept it part of my personal website so mm. there's just a few pages on the course um, that are on my personal website, which is www.kathleenwalfish.com. And the, the, it'll take you through sort of user journey of, okay, here's what the courses are about. And then you can click through to either pre-order or um, to purchase on Monday. And it takes you to an external site, which is um, run by a company called Thinkific. And that's where I um, built the course. And I think it's a fantastic platform. It's really easy to use, easy to sign up to. It's all really secure. And you get lifetime access to the courses as well. So you can dip in and out of them as and when you want to. Amazing. Perfect. Is there anything else that you would like to uh, mention? One thing that I would like yeah. to mention is that what I've done for these courses is, I mean, I know that a lot of people want to try before they buy. They might not know me personally. Um, you, you need to get to know the sort of learning style and see what resources I have to offer. I've got two free resources out there at the moment. Um, they're both available on the website, on social media, 
If you go to Instagram, you'll see my link tree. You can access them both from there. And one of them is called 10 Business Essentials. And that's the software that I use to actually set up a business or to run a business. And it's all really useful software resources that, that can help you to be more productive. And the other resource that I've got out there at the moment is called the Musician MOT. And I created that because I thought, well, at the moment, we're all stuck in lockdown and, you know, there's a lot of pressure to be productive, but we all need to actually think of the things that we don't have time to do in our in our normal lives. So it's all things that you can do while we're on lockdown as a musician that will help you be more organised once you come out of it. And it's things like you know, spending a day doing your taxes or checking out who's still on the best plan for instrument insurance, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. fantastic thank you so much for coming on and having a chat i can't wait to uh to myself to go and get online and and have a look at everything that you have to offer yeah yeah that's that's great and thanks so much for having me it's been really nice to to chat to you and see what you're both up to yeah, yeah. Great. this week's challenges abby yes <laughs> I feel really harsh asking you this question, like, how did you get on? So we last week we challenged each other to to both look at new music. We both felt it's been so long since we uh, got away from the computer screen and actually took out a new score or a new song and, and learned some new music. But Avia, I know you've just been in, like, visa land <laughs> for the last week. Yeah. I did not do this challenge at all. I didn't even think about it. I, I thought I was more prepared with my visa, which I was. I had everything in place. But it was just that the anxiety of missing out something or forgetting to put something in wasn't there. So I was just like, holy. Abby, uh, honestly, that's that's totally understandable. Like... I get, Yeah. But therefore, I did not do this week's challenge. So I would appreciate. But how did you do it? I did quite well on this challenge. Yeah, I have actually taken the time to uh, start sorting out, well, like kind of polishing off uh, what I want to sing in my recital. And I've just really been enjoying uh, not only learning new music, but it's kind of led to me listening to more uh, like German leader and stuff, just listening to albums on, on Spotify um and just getting a, a feel for it i've just really enjoyed it so thank you for that challenge because uh oh. i've really enjoyed it <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> um so this week um avi it, it is going to be you know just to to take out a new score to to look at a new song because because i've had such a lovely experience with it the last week i think you'll really benefit from it so so same thing again for you this week all right i'm going to keep going but for you, you mentioned before that you're having trouble sleeping. Yeah. And I think you are very hot-wired to, like, be productive as possible at all times. And I yeah. think you need to turn off a bit. So what I have a recommendation for you. I just discovered this yesterday that mm. on Spotify, there is a wonderful thing called The Wizarding World at Home. And they're reading out chapter by chapter of Harry Potter by different people. So you have Daniel Radcliffe, Stephen Fry, Olivia <gasps> Coleman, Jonathan this is... Van Ness, 
That is incredible. Is this is this free? Is that it's a silly free. question? It's <gasps> free. It's on Spotify. It's called The Wizarding World. I'm gonna ping it. Send to you that now. to me. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Alfie. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna and then you just turn it on before you go to bed, and there you go. And it. I'm sure the voice of Daniel Radcliffe will soothe me to sleep. <laughs> Sweet, so. sweet dreams. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> I mean, just to have it, hear him read out the first chapter. Currently, I am on Audible listening to Stephen Fry um, doing Sherlock Holmes, reading out Sherlock Holmes. Oh, cool. Because I got he it does on a lot of this stuff, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we've been listening to it in bed, and it's, like, actually the most relaxing thing to, like, listen to Stephen Fry talk. Oh, he, that Can't man. Wait. That man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I've just got it here. I'll look forward to that starting tonight. Alright. <laughs> well, this week's question, what a great question it was. It was. And you'll all understand why we asked this question Fine, now uh, after hearing about Kathleen's wonderful music in Vision. That's very exciting. So this week's question was, what's your favourite movie soundtrack? I mean, my first response... Uh, came straight in from Lewis, uh, my boyfriend, and because he lo- that's what he listens to all the time. This question was <laughs> finally something that he could answer <laughs> on AA Opera. Um, so uh, he, he told me Jurassic Park. That's which, a good one. It, it, I mean, it's his favourite thing ever. <laughs> like, he's got merchandise and everything. We've watched it probably about five times, and that's just a fraction of how many times he's seen it. So... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's but I I do love the soundtrack to that. That so is a, it is a really great soundtrack, and it has Jeff Goldblum in it. So I yeah. I don't I don't think Lewis is wrong on the on the front <laughs> of that being a great movie. Yeah. Um, my best friend Tali sent in two recommendations. <laughs> Key, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> yeah, one is um, uh, Emile. You know that movie, the French movie Emile. Oh yes, yeah. Amelia, it's a yeah. Amelia. Amelia. Yeah. Um, I completely agree with that. Also, there's a really great creme brulee recipe in there, in that film, by the way. Okay. Just I think you... I've seen it like in the background, but I've not actually sat down and watched the whole thing. So. Oh, you should totally watch. It's one. It's a great movie. And her second one that she sent in, and this is about this is a communal favorite of ours. And um, one of our dreams is to go to Salzburg and do the entire um, tour. I don't know what you're gonna say. I know, I've done. I've done the tour. I've done it. What? It's amazing. I've done it. Yeah, it's incredible. Oh. You get to go to the. Uh, Wait, let's just for like the the conservatory where they do. I am sixteen. Going. If you've caught on, I think he's <laughs> talking about the sound of music. Yeah. <laughs> we really want to go. We really want to go. Oh. Uh, I just can't. The hills are alive with the sound of. See, when I, when we asked this question, I did not put musicals in my head. Like I did not think about musicals as a soundtrack because I was like, movie soundtrack. What movies are my favorite? Yeah. But this this helped that, me out. That was a great that's one. Valid. Yeah. Sound of music is amazing. Eugenia Forteza from Three Sixty of Opera, as you as you know, podcast uh, podcast guest, Slumdog Millionaire. Now, this oh. was an interesting one. That just reminded me of how good Slumdog Millionaire is, and I want yeah. to go and watch it again. Die ho! Do, do, do. 
That was wasn't that like number one like, for like months. Yeah, like many many years ago. We would do that at school and like the, in the yeah. lobby in school. <laughs> then I got from Shiri Good Deeds Diva, who has a great YouTube channel. Uh, she said, "Eat, pray, love." Another good movie. Another good movie. I'm finding it, it's quite nice actually, because we are talking about soundtracks. I'm starting to think more about the music that's that goes on in the in the movies rather than just the, the movie itself. So, yeah. good one. I just thought, that movie I had to grow up into. Like, well, the first time I saw it, I did not like it at all. But now, as like oh, a, I love it. As a, as a more adult woman, I think I like it more. <laughs> you see it, yeah. I, I I only watched it for the first time about two years ago, so I, I appreciated it straight away. Um, and then Nathan Jr. 35 said a few, actually. <laughs> Blade Runner, The Falcon, The Snowman, The Hours, The Untouchable, The Mission, The Colour Purple. I think I think he's a bit like Lewis. I think he just can't <laughs> decide. I think he listens to a lot of movie music. So I think The Snowman is a great one. Yeah, you, did you only discover the snowman this Christmas? Because I told you about it. Do you remember? I ha- yeah, so I, I saw it for the first time this Christmas. I actually didn't watch the whole thing because I was kind of waiting for Matt to watch it with me. And then <laughs> we never finished it. Cause, but the music is really beautiful. I did listen to the soundtrack. It's a very British Christmas thing. It's not a very yeah, yeah. Um, international, let alone <laughs> Jewish Christmas thing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, then we got two uh, votes for Lord of the Rings soundtrack. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say something quite... I've just not... I've not really got into Lord of the Rings. I need to, I need to try again. But what I do know is that the music is fantastic. Lewis plays it a lot and it is good. Honey, you play it in the bath. We discussed this at the beginning of this... Uh... Oh, yeah, okay. But, like, yeah. But Enya in the bath. Yeah. Enya in the bath. <laughs> if this means nothing to your listeners, then you're going to have to go back to about episode five or something. <laughs> but um, I do listen to Enya in the bath. I'll not no. sing it again. <laughs> no. No, but it is great. I think that's one of those things where you just have to sit and watch it in a week. Like, you can't mm. just watch one movie at a time. You have to, like... Just pick a week. detailed storylines in there, and you need to follow it. And there's something really exciting about watching it all consecutively. Like, there's something, like, you feel like you're on the journey. It's like watching The Ring Cycle, which is basically Mm. the same story. But, you know, you just feel like you're with them. Like, it's exciting. Maybe maybe I'll give that a go. Lewis is going to be so happy when I get off this uh, recording and say, let's watch it. Let's do a Lord (laughs) of the Rings marathon. (laughs) And then I have have, uh, two more three more uh suggestions sorry excuse me shoot shoot also clara temps said call me by your name had a good soundtrack don't know it okay it was very big two years ago (laughs) okay i'll check that out as well yeah it's a very long movie (laughs) then uh shantae soprano sa said harry potter i think maybe i'll play the harry potter soundtrack while Stephen Fry is reading me Harry Potter on this this audible thing, boom. Emmanuel <laughs> uh, Duca, Dukan, I think that's his name. Apologies for mispronouncing. Said hair. Fantastic, another musical, right? Yeah. What are what's yours? I've got one. 
Um, the Theory of Everything soundtrack. Oh, that's a good is, soundtrack. It's incredible. I used to listen to it while I was at uni, even though I wasn't at Cambridge. I was at Durham. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to listen to that when I was like doing my work and stuff. I like that one. What about you? Um, I thought about this a lot. And since I was thinking of film soundtracks, I have a, um, a strong, hard cut. Like, I can't decide between any Nora Ephron film. So that is Sleepless in Seattle, You've Got Mail, oh, yeah. and um, When Harry Met I, Sally. I watched You've Got Mail last night. So did I! No! Yeah. No! Yeah. That is... Oh, see? We're miles apart, but we're just still so in sync. Oh, so, oh that made me so happy! <laughs> It's the best movie of all time. Moment. We're having a really strong moment here. Oh, but the soundtrack of that movie, and uh-huh. the way oh, it made me miss New York. It made me fall in love with New York again. And I was mm. just oh, I love that movie. But all of those movies have great soundtracks, and I'll just listen to them on repeat. And mm. Pride and Prejudice soundtrack, the no, one with the uh, yeah, yeah. Kira Knightley one. is the end of another episode of AA Opera Podcast. Thanks for tuning in again and big 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 thanks to Kathleen for coming and chatting to us. Yeah and I just want to say I have used all of Kathleen's resources and I've and she is just amazing. I would really really recommend go check it out. Also she mentions The Great the show that's coming out on Hulu that came out on Hulu. Now all of this stuff is out. We recorded, we pre-recorded this episode. All of this stuff is out and available. The Great is coming to the UK on June 18th to um, Stars. So if you have Stars, you can get it. Exciting stuff. Exciting yeah. stuff. I, but yeah. definitely check out Kathleen. She is amazing and would really, really recommend. And that's all from us this week. So make sure to like this podcast, rate this podcast, and follow us on wherever you listen to your podcast and on Instagram and Facebook. And we will be back very soon. So be in touch. We are AA Opera Pod everywhere. <laughs>